Welcome everyone to the Polaris podcast. I am Jeremy Whippeck, a partner of the Polaris Wealth Advisory Group, and we have on with us Jeff Powell. Jeff is our uh, managing partner and our chief investment officer. Jeff, good to speak to you today. Yeah, good to be here. So, and we also have with us a guest, Eric Johnson from Dynamic Strategies. So Eric is the CEO of uh, his company and he brings a wealth of knowledge to us today where he's owned over 50 companies it's also uh, assisted in closing over 100 deals with uh, private equity groups across 22 industries. So certainly will bring a wealth of knowledge and experience to our conversation today. So Eric, really glad you could join us. Thank you, Jeremy. Glad to be here. And so uh, this is one of those topics that we get asked a lot about, and I'm really excited to cover because it's one of those um, that uh, you certainly can go into it either kind of running blind or obviously the more preferred approach, which is to be much more proactive. And so to start off uh, the conversation, Jeff, if you don't mind, I guess, sharing some of your initial thoughts and insights into one of the more important decisions that people will make, and that is selling a business or selling something that they've uh, really helped to grow over time. Yeah, I mean, we uh, obviously, Jeremy, we work with all this uh, 1,600 clients, a, a very large percentage of those people uh, own businesses. And one of the things that we found uh, is a kind of a commonality behind it. Uh, we want them to be successful on purpose. A lot of those people are uh, specializing within a specific field that they have gotten to know, uh, but they aren't necessarily great at running their businesses. We've seen gaps in, in knowledge base. You know, it could be something as simple as just employment law or benefits uh, that they know about or don't know about, or you know, just something as simple as the technology that they're using. And so one of the things that we really want to be able to kind of bring to the table is to help our clients being successful on purpose, be it in the process of, of starting up a company, uh, growing that company, uh, but really more the common thing that we're running into a little bit more is those people that are looking for an exit strategy, uh, you know, sometimes sooner, sometimes a little bit further out, uh, you know, historically speaking, we would love to have a couple years in advance of uh, to be able to help them. Uh, but if we could go more like three to five, it would be even better uh, to be able to really help them to maximize uh, what it is uh, that they're going to get. Because oftentimes, like I said, the, the business is dramatically more valuable than any other asset they have, even though a lot of times people talk about, you know, your home being the most valuable asset. And if we uh, do our jobs, more importantly, if Eric does his job with uh, helping out in some business consulting and business coaching, that this could be something that uh, could severely improve upon the sale price when they, they want to sell the, the business and they can do it in a much more purposeful way. Yeah, and uh, Jeff, I appreciate the perspective there because uh, that's something that we will oftentimes run into <clears throat> where that uh, when people will one day wake up and say, you know what, I realize I don't want to do this forever, let's sell the business and don't necessarily have the preparation in place and so, Eric, if you don't uh, mind kind of starting off with, I mean, really, when should people really start thinking about that? And I guess more importantly, how should they go about that? So Jeff mentioned ideally three to five years, but what does that entail? If they say, you know what, five years from now, I want to sell, what should they start thinking about? Yeah, so as with anything, when you're, when you're building your company, you, you're focused on, on growth and you're putting the right team in place. You want to do that same thing when you're planning on exit. You want to make sure that you have that right team in place to, to not only get you to a point where you can exit your business, but that your business is in a much more valuable positioning. 
because of that team. Um, you know, you want to make sure that you, you're you're trying to move yourself out of a job. Okay, that it doesn't happen overnight. You have to document processes. You have to make sure those processes and workflows are in in good shape. Um, you want to make sure that you have you know all of the the, the scaling you know well underway and and documented as far as the processes go. Uh, and and you really it can have an exponential effect on the value of your business. You know, if you start three to five years out, you've got time to, to fix any of those issues that may be there that you, you know, you, and you get an outside perspective as to what those may be. You can fix them and give them a little chance to run, uh, you know, and, and you could, you know, like I say, have an exponential effect on the value of the business itself. Yeah, and uh, Eric, in there, you had an interesting comment where you mentioned that you really need to start making yourself more replaceable. And I know that uh, for business owners, that can be extremely challenging. And so, Jeff, obviously, uh, Polaris has been very successful. You're the uh, person that runs most of the uh, ins and outs on the uh, daily operations. What are some of the tasks or responsibilities that people should look to shift away and then document those processes so that someone could theoretically down the road step into their shoes and start taking some of those responsibilities off of them? Oh, I, would, I think the probably the best piece of advice that I would give somebody is to, uh, to start checking your ego at the door. Uh, oftentimes business owners want to believe that the sun should rise and set based upon their decisions and based upon, you know, their capabilities. Uh, and if that's the case then your, your business is going to have very little value because uh, somebody would basically be buying you uh, and not your business if they were to do something along those lines. Um, so that that would be first piece of advice. The second part is, you know, I think you were kind of hit on it. I mean, you, you've got to start figuring out exactly how your business works in a very you know, minute way, I mean, down to, to ridiculous details. And then what you can do is is to create policies and procedures on how things are to be done and then hold people that you hire accountable uh, to getting those things done in the way that you've set up uh, the policies and procedures to get it done. Uh, in the end, though, one of the things that you really want to do is to be able to encourage uh, people to uh, almost take ownership of your business your, uh, themselves and kind of think like owners and kind of think uh, bigger picture and more strategically about uh, ways of improving things. Uh, so those are, are, I think, very big high-level um, recommendations I would get. But the, the biggest part behind it that I would throw out, and I, I started doing you know, having a business consultant help me with my business over 15 years ago. And the results for the firm is that it has grown almost 30-fold as a result of uh, hard work, but also uh, not trying to reinvent the wheel. There's lots of uh, people out there that are incredibly intelligent and very successful at what they've done before you. Uh, you know, obviously, we talk about the you know, highest level of flattery is emulation. But why not emulate and, and then improve upon uh, what you've seen being successful with others uh, prior to you and then try to take it and make it your own and then uh, then give uh, and delegate responsibilities to others. But at, at the end, to kind of fully answer your question, you know, the first things that should come out are kind of, uh, you know, are you doing work on your business or in your business? And uh, if you're going to be strategic and grow your business longer term, you've got to do less uh uh, in the business and more on the business type of work, which means that you need to be able to delegate more and more responsibilities 
uh, the people below you and do things that are you know at your quote unquote uh, you know pay grade level uh, work. Yeah, Jeff, uh, that's great advice, and uh, I know uh, that checking the ego at the door can be difficult because uh, we all like to think that we're irreplaceable. And to your point, uh, that's the exact opposite of what you're trying to accomplish when you sell a business. You want them to see that you are replaceable. In fact, someone could step in eventually and learn to do what you're doing. So um, something I don't think uh, can be understated. So Eric, uh, let's say that someone's done this, they are on board and understand uh, that they need to start making themselves more replaceable. How can someone go about doing that? What kind of procedures should they be putting in place? What kind of people should they hire? I guess, what are some of those initial first steps to make that happen? Yeah, well, the, the first thing I'd like to say on that is don't try and do it yourself um, because you'll end up spinning your wheels. And look, there's a lot of smart business owners out there and, and they do a great job at, at what they do, but they, they haven't been exposed to a lot of the things that they need to have under their belt. So I, I'm more of a generalist, okay? I'm, I'm not a specialist. I don't have any particular skill set other than you know, maybe a little bit of sales and marketing in the background, but I have a lot of general knowledge and I have a huge network and that's really my asset. I can go in and, and I can see what's going on in an organization and see where the holes in the boat are, so to speak, okay? So it's, it's about relying on your team. You've got to build that team and don't try and do it all yourself. You may be a, a great wealth manager. You may be a great uh, carpenter. You may be a, a, a great electrician or or you know, your manufacturing capability is second to none. And that's awesome. But that doesn't mean that you know how to process workflows. You know, it, it, it doesn't mean that you are an expert in finance. It, you build the team, rely on that team, but make sure that you've got good people around you. And that's really the, the, the best model I can put out there for making sure that you maximize the value of your business. Whether it's an internal or an external team, you, you, you've got to have a good team. One of the things that I remember hearing was a, a great quote by Steve Jobs. So it was talking about, you don't hire uh, smart people and tell them what to do. You hire smart people for them to tell you what to do. And so part of that to your exact point, Eric, is the, the fact that you need to be able to have uh, you know, very smart people around you uh, you want to have them uh, be the rising tide and, and to lift the ship, so to speak, and to realize that uh, perhaps you don't have all the answers and uh, that you should be listening to those that are around you that are very talented for that purpose. Yeah, that's that's a great Steve Jobs quote, Jeff. Um, I don't know that I've heard that one before, but uh, definitely a lot of wisdom in, in that statement. Um, and so when we look at the, uh, I guess, the planning process, are there any big items that people should be thinking about uh, early on? So for example, are there better ways to have their company organized, meaning an LLC versus a sole proprietorship? Are there decisions that they should be making on how they are currently renting their space? Anything uh, larger like that, that'll go a long way to either make their uh, their business more marketable or even more valuable? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and it, it's going to vary from business model to business model. So you have to really plan out what your end goal is. If you start with the end in mind, then that lays a clear path for you moving forward. 
if you're if you're going to have a, a five-year flash in the pan kind of business and, and be in and out that's a whole different business plan from somebody who's building something that's going to last 25 years or 100 years so you've got to really decide where you want to go and how you want to do it in order to create the proper strategic plan well, and just to add to that a little bit, Eric, I mean, it's structure, structure, and more structure. So it's it's not only, you know, it if you are, you know, five years versus 25 years, whatever else happens to be, you can go through a reorg in order to get yourself structured in a specific way. But it's also the actual buyout mechanisms. You know, are you taking stock in another company? Are you taking cash? Are you buying assets? Are you, you, are, you know, are you buying goodwill? Uh, all of these things impact uh, the tax ramifications of a business, uh, depending on the value of it, Jeremy, we can get involved where you actually can start uh, structuring and, and putting shares of a business uh, into the next generation in order to pass on wealth in a way that would be you know, more advantageous than to have the, the patriarch and matriarch uh, keep those assets in their generation. You can pass it down a generation or two uh, in a lot of different ways. So. Uh, the, the earlier on that we know about this, the more that we can help, because one of the things that you don't want to do is to, to not pass the IRS uh, litmus test of you know, a, a capital appreciation. So if you're gifting somebody shares of your company and you're claiming that it's well, basically worthless, but then you turn around and sell the business for $20 million two years later, IRS is going to come back and be like, yeah, that's really not a valid gift. And they will come back and they will haunt you. Um, I've run into situations with clients that have run into those circumstances where it really did happen. It went from not very valuable to really valuable in a fairly short period of time, and they had to actually fight it in court in order to be able to do it. So the other big thing that I would continue to reiterate with what Eric was just talking about is none of us are an expert in everything, you know, a jack of all trade, you know, so to speak. And so, um, you know, if you're a master of none, you need to be able to hire those people that are. So, you know, obviously putting in your team, uh, you know, proper legal counsel, you know, are you structured properly? Uh, but also there's going to be a lot of documents uh, at the point of time of, of selling your business that are going to come your way. Uh, you should be dealing with, uh, obviously, accountants in order to be able to figure out the structure of the deal, uh, but also uh, how it has an impact on you and your family from an estate side of things as well as, you know, your, your own personal. Uh, more importantly, you should be hiring a, a business like Eric's. Um, I can attest that we actually work directly with them and have had some successes with them and, and so on. Uh, so working with uh, a strategic partner who really can look at you uh, from the outside in and uh, look at you differently than you can look at yourself uh, is enormously important. You know, the, the self-awareness and where we have our own blind spots is obviously something that's very hard for most people to be able to assess in themselves and to be able to have you know, somebody give you uh, a you know, once over you know, checkup type of thing for starters or to, uh, to be a kind of a personal trainer and make sure that you're getting in the right kind of shape before uh, going out and selling the business is, is absolutely essential. Uh, I would throw less into that loop, you know, having your wealth advisor kind of quarterbacking a lot of this stuff uh, and being able to kind of help guide the moving pieces for you to, to help you uh, to get the right people in place, get the right team in place uh, would be a, an essential item on that list as well. 
Yeah, great. Um, thank you, Jeff. Uh, and when we uh, look at different businesses, obviously not everyone's at the same stage. Uh, some people have been doing it a long time, other people starting. I mean, is this an area where it's really only those that have been doing it for a while or those that are thinking about what's my exit strategy? I guess what, what type of business should be thinking about these types of things? So Eric, if you don't mind, uh, just kind of sharing your thoughts there. Yeah, so I mean, every business should have some sort of outside uh, vision. That perspective is invaluable. Whether whether you're a startup or you're scaling your business or you're getting ready to exit, you've got to have a team in there that that understands what your goals are and can help you through that. They've got experience doing it. You you put the right people together and you you work together. You know, that's really the, the most critical part is that everybody's on the same page and working uh, on the business rather than in the business. You know, and Jeff mentioned that before, you know, that I can't tell you how critical it is. Most most business owners are so busy working in the business that they don't have time to work on it. Um, you know, so it's really important. Uh, and again, any stage of business, it's it's valuable to have that that outside perspective, somebody who's who's not as as close in, um, you know, and, and can see, you know, some deficiencies. And and that again, that's I, I I don't want anybody to any business owner to feel like, you know, they're they're not doing a great job. They just may not have the ability to see it from that angle because they're so close to it. So yeah, and I, it's really a matter of getting getting that perspective and and working towards a common goal. Yeah, and I like that you also mentioned that startups, right? Um, that's an area that I think people are sometimes surprised on. Why would a startup need to think about just the end vision or the long game? But even as something as simple as what type of entity do you open up as? I mean, if your end decision is going to be that you're going to sell it or bring in investors, right? Probably should not be opened up as a sole proprietorship. That would be uh, a very ineffective way of doing it, although it is very simple and easy. And so really having that long-term vision, even at the beginning phases, will go a long way to avoid just having to redo things down the road. And so uh, I know we're about out of time here, um, but wanted to uh, give each of you kind of a, an opportunity to talk about uh, anything that you've either experienced or want to make sure any costly mistakes that you would just throw out there to kind of wrap up our conversation with that you will absolutely want to make sure that you avoid when you are thinking about uh, these longer-term plans. The one thing that I, th I think that I've experienced with most business owners is they can kind of be placed into three categories. They're either technicians, they're managers, or they're entrepreneurs. And far too many people that are technicians think that they're business owners and think that they're entrepreneurial, uh, but they're really in the trenches doing work on their business, uh, or they get caught up in the management of people, uh, but they don't really think of it on an entrepreneurial basis uh, to really be running their business and have long-term plans for themselves. Um, even that startup, to, to your point, Jeremy, I mean, if you get run over by a bus, then what happens to the business? So if it is an asset and it is something that you want to be able to have some sort of succession planning to, you've got to plan for those types of things in an emergency as well as a, a long-term basis. Uh, the biggest takeaway is that uh, you shouldn't do it on your own. Uh, you know, none of us are islands. None of us are, are out there. None of us could have gotten to where we are on our own. I think it's important for uh, people to recognize that. Uh, and to seek out help. And uh, when it comes to business consulting and uh, succession planning and the actual sale of the business itself, a group like Eric's uh, is really uh, a, a key element to what they need to be doing. Yeah, perfect. And then Eric? 
Yeah. So I, I couldn't agree with you more, Jeff, that, uh, you know, no man is an island and you've got to build a good team. That's why I love the relationship that we have. You know, you guys are, are great at what you do and, and we've seen the advantages that you give to your clients. Uh, and, and that's amazing, you know, including this podcast, you know, you guys do the, do this regularly and, and, it's it's extremely valuable for for people to listen to this on a regular basis. So, you know, you've just got to nobody's nobody's going to be an expert at everything. You know, you look at some of the wealthiest people. Uh, you know, you look at, at Jeff Bezos and you look at, at Elon Musk and Warren Buffett and all those guys. They're not in one industry. None of them. You know, even Jeff Bezos, who most of his assets are tied up in Amazon, how many different industries is Amazon in? So, you know, it, it, you've got to, you understand that, that these people have good people surrounding them, you know, and, and building that team is, is an amazing uh, feat, you know, as well as absolutely necessary. I appreciate that. And really timely advice uh, on having good people around us at a time where I know that's one of the uh, the big obstacles is keeping the, that really great talent um, and uh, finding a way to uh, help them feel motivated and stimulated in what they do. And I can't think of any other better way of doing that than offloading some of those core responsibilities um, to them and showing them that you trust them and that you value their insight. So with that, gentlemen, really appreciate the conversation. Um, I think uh, although we only scratched the surface on this topic, I think uh, we uncovered a lot of really strong things just to really think about when you're looking to sell a business, which will go a long way. And when that day does ultimately come, that uh, you'll be able to hit the ground running and, and find a good partner to uh, transition things to. And so to all of our listeners, really appreciate your time with us. And as always, be happy, be safe, and be healthy. Group LLC is a federally registered investment advisor. The information, statements, and opinions expressed in this material are provided for general information only and are subject to change without notice. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, is not intended as a recommendation to purchase or sell any security, and is not intended as individual or specific advice. It should not be construed as investment, legal, or tax advice. Before acting on this material, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice. Polaris Wealth does not offer professional, legal, or tax advice. All information contained herein is believed to be accurate, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Polaris Wealth Advisory Group, LLC, and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. Past performance is no guarantee of future returns. Diversification does not assure a profit or protect against loss. Investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. No advice may be rendered by Polaris Wealth Advisory Group, LLC, unless a client service agreement is in place.